This is VH Snackin'. We are VH Snackin', my friends. It is. Oh, it's good. I'm really excited about it. I'm very excited. So pumped up after watching this movie. Yeah, man. It's so good. Like, you know, obviously we both grew up watching this movie, but revisiting it is so hilarious. Like, this is probably it. It snuck its way back up into my top five comedies of all time after rewatching. Oh, whoa! It. Like for all real, right. for real. Yeah, okay. like it's just. Well, what are we fun. talking about? Airheads. Airheads. That's right. Yes. Hence the title of the uh, the podcast episode. But yeah, yeah. I mean, but yeah, it's Airheads. Yeah, and I'm sure. Phil. And I'm Josh. And we, by golly, we're going to talk about Airheads. Today. Maybe, maybe we're Airheads because we forgot to tell, <laughs> tell you what, are. to tell you what the title of the movie is. But it is Airheads, the 1994 classic. You know, I don't want to like we're going to talk all about the the greatness of this movie. But one thing uh, that always kind of bugged me about this movie, it doesn't feel 94 at all. Like all the characters are like late 80s Sunset Strip metalheads. I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's like very little hint of grunge in this. And there's even that scene where Chaz talks shit about the, the guy that calls in the radio station. He's like, oh, man, you actually listen to that Seattle bullshit? Yeah, true. But I mean, I don't know. I feel like they, they just look like rockers, you know, like mm-hmm. they're kind of metal. They look metal. Yeah, they are metal. But for 94 standards, like everybody's in a black leather jacket. And I don't know. Well, that's just the strip, dude. It's like, if, the, it's like the scene where Chris Farley goes to like, blonde wearing something black and tight. Yeah. Great. Grand. Wonderful. Which, by the way, he brought that back from Billy Madison. He did. That's he what he did. says. It's totally awesome. Oh, man. We're going to talk about Chris Farley. We finally get to talk about Chris Farley on this podcast. Yeah, this is our it. first time, right? What a hero. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Where did you start with this movie? Do you remember the first time you saw it? Yeah, I think it was on Comedy Central, honestly. It used to come on Comedy Central all the time. Yeah, I mean, it was like on Comedy Central perpetually. And I remember watching it on TV all the time. Um, actually, I would go over to my friend Ben's house and we would watch Airheads. Um, I think he had it taped from cable or taped from Comedy Central and we would watch it that way. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, this movie was on all the time. So, Yeah, and this is one of those movies, um, I don't know if this ever happens to you, but you only catch it on TV, so you always miss like the first four or five minutes of it. Sure. This was one of those movies for me, and I probably just watched the actual, the the credit scene for the first time like 10 years ago. Really? When I sat down to watch it on DVD, because I always just caught it when they were pulling up to the radio station for the first time or... Yeah, you're always like getting into it at like random parts of the movie. I totally feel that because, mm. like, like you said, you it kind of just popped on. You know, it was like it's when you're channel surfing and you're just like going through. And you're like, oh, Airheads, I'm sticking to it. Yeah, you know, you just don't change the channel. This is apparently a pretty hard to find tape. I mean, I am sitting next to the uh, VHS god. Do you know why? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah, if there's wow. a VHS god, you are on the. Uh, you're at least on like the jury. So I'll be the VHS Lemmy. Let's, yeah, let's you're the. <laughs> yeah, I was editor of the school magazine. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, by the way, I love how there's a picture of Lemmy in Palatine Records, and then all of a sudden he's just in the crowd later. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. So many references to Lemmy, obviously, because you know Lemmy is God. But um, yeah, I mean, this movie's kind of hard to track down. I mean, the tape isn't rare by any means, but it's. Uh, sought after it's going for like up to 50 bucks on ebay right yeah i've seen it anywhere from 10 to 50 bucks so people really want this movie and you can't really stream it anywhere unless you have the quote-unquote premium subscriptions oh so if, dude trust me i found out yeah yeah and i mean um so this movie is kind of hard to access which is insane because it was all over television for a long time you know yeah i feel like this needs like a proper blu-ray expanded release Oh, 1,000%. Yeah. Like, this needs, like, a full, full full-ass, like, you know, collector's edition. 30th anniversary is coming up in a couple years. 2023. Uh, Are you asking me to do math right now? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. 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 30th anniversary is coming up. I keep thinking the 90s are 20 years ago, so. No. Wait. Yeah. Aren't they? No. What? 30 years ago, dude. I was born in 85, and I'm 35. Six. There you go. Whoa. <laughs> Is your mind blown right now? Yeah, man. Oh, man. 
Yeah, so 30th anniversary coming up in a couple of years. It would be cool to see like a expanded release. Maybe uh, do a sick packaging and like a guitar amp or something, you know, kind of like the Slayer box set. Uh, yeah, I mean, like an ammo box, like that Slayer box set. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. Like, I don't understand why this movie hasn't been released. And I guess it might be because of the music. Who knows? I mean, but this is a this is a staple of the nineties and one of the best comedies of, of the, of the era for sure. Definitely. Wait, this is 90, 94. Yeah. Right? Okay. I thought it was 93, but maybe it was shot in 93, but IMDb lists it as 94. Okay. Yeah. And rotten tomatoes also gives it a score of like 25% and you are wrong yet again. Rotten tomatoes is rotten tomatoes ever really correct. I don't really read that site, but like, whenever people reference it and stuff it's yeah um to be fair aggregation i guess they're pulling from reviews from the 90s you know they get most newer movies fairly right for the most part but whatever um i give it way higher than 20 something percent so yeah well obviously me too but how did you find this movie it was the same comedy central yeah i never had it on dvd or anything Maybe mm-hmm. that's going back to the uh, the scarcity of it. I mean, this was a movie I grew up with. I've always loved this movie. I've watched it since I was a kid. Yeah, I had a lot of fun revisiting it. So, Dude, I, I'm telling you, it pumped me up, man. I love this movie. <laughs> this, it is so fun. Uh, let's talk about some of your favorite moments of oh, the movie, man. Josh. I All will right. let you do the honors. You always do. You always let me go first. Uh, well, I'm a gentleman. Yes, you are. Okay. So let's um let's go with the smaller moments first. Sure. Right. I have a lot of moments, by the way. Yeah. Top, I know we usually do like top three and like maybe one or two, but there's so many good ones in this. So. I have quite a few as well, but I did try to scale it down because, you know. Sure. Um, But here's one. When they're in the toy store at, at Rex's job. I'm going to tell this old man Marley <laughs> or whatever his name is. Yeah, What's that dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I just love seeing the toys, honestly. Just a, like a small bonus. Like, that's so cool to see all the toys and how, like, like what a toy store would look like in, like, 94. Like, since, yeah. like, Toys R Us and KB are gone, these are, this is like a time capsule now, you know? It so, really is. So, it's really cool to, to go back and see those, like, vibrant, colorful walls full of, like, awesome toys. I think I paused it and I was, like, scoping out some of the oh, toys. They had all, totally like, the, a plausible moment. The Stretch Armstrongs and uh, amongst many other things. But, yeah. Shout out to toy stores. Yeah, man. I miss toy stores. Yeah. I mean, that was just, it was just such a cool scene. And, you know, the actually, obviously the, the, the banter is really cool, but just seeing all the toys was really cool. I, I enjoyed that. All right. Good moment. Um, Let's see. The Beavis and Butthead call. I know you're going to, I know you're going to dive in on this oh, one. But well, I didn't have it on my list, but yeah. Really? Dude, it's so uh, good. Yeah. I mean, what a cameo. We saw you guys at the Will Well last month. You, you guys, guys suck. <laughs> Come down here and say that you punks. <laughs> so I love the Harold Ramis cameo when he comes in. Oh yeah, there's two Ghostbusters in this movie. Yeah, two of them. Yeah. And I I love the Ramis uh, cameo when he comes in, and of course the the dialogue there. You know where yeah. it's like, did you take, you know, Van Halen or Roth? And he's like, Roth. Or no, he said Van Halen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the uh, Officer okay. Van Halen? <laughs> What's so bad about uh, taking Van Halen's side on that? Because he's a cop, obviously. Yeah, but like, why? It's almost like a jab at the members of Van Halen. Like, I mean, respect to David Lee Roth, but he seems like a real character. And I could, if you were in a band with that dude, I would imagine it would be pretty difficult. Because Eddie Van Halen seems like a pretty level-headed dude. I did not see this coming. So I did not see this coming at all. So it's like, why? It's a fair argument. I mean, but that's the thing is, David Lee Roth is rock and roll. He is party. You're saying Eddie Van Halen isn't? I mean, he is, but I mean, it's David Lee Roth, dude. Eh, I'll go EVH. Mm. Well, well. <laughs> uh, obviously he was a cop and they sniffed him out right away. I'm actually a cop. You're under arrest. Yeah, damn it. I knew it. <laughs> I knew today started out. You too guys good. are going to be bigger than Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, man. Marky Mark, that guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, forget Marky Mark. <laughs> and then, of course, Lemmy or God, right? And then the trick question: Lemmy is God. Is it's 
so it's such a potent moment of that movie and yeah. it's, it's just so cool to see you it's know, a good line you know him in there and um they definitely like motorhead in this movie that's for sure I mean, motorhead is ultimate dude yeah. motorhead totally. rules yeah, motorhead does rule and oh here's one when they're coming up with their demands and rex is like 67 copies of moby dick and Susie's like the book or the movie they made a book out of that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking get the book. Yeah. I love that part. Um, there's another small part when uh, Susie and Pip are banging on the couch. Yeah. And she's like on top and she's like, you know, kind of smushing his face together. And at, yeah. the, at the very end, he's like, help. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. He says help and it's so funny, dude. Okay, it's so I subtle. But I, I didn't catch that Just part. that scene where she's like riding him and she's like smushing his face together and he's just like. Help. Wait, I thought um, Kramer guy, I thought he said that. No. Oh, really? Did it? Because I, I, I feel like he, I feel like Adam Sandler said help. Okay. I mean, would you scream help in that moment? I mean, it, he just, he looked <laughs> like uncomfortable, that? you know what I mean? Like, I think like, you know, that's why it's funny because he's like, kind of into it, but not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah, carry on. Yeah, but you wouldn't be able to hear Michael Richards' voice, you know, because he, he's trying to be hidden yeah yeah yeah, true. yeah okay now it's uh my top three here so oh those were the uh the the runners the contenders, the contenders. now we're, we're now moving we're up to the these are the big dogs these are right the beefy here. ones okay yeah. all right <laughs> so these two kind of run together the white zombie scene oh, with chris yeah. farley tops amazing yeah. i mean the whole run of it when as soon as he gets there that line that we said earlier when he walks in, when he gets caught in the mosh. Yeah. And do this Feed the God song from White Zombie. Probably one of my favorite White Zombie songs. The riff in this just hits yeah, so the, hard. Yeah, the little breakdown part. Oh, Yeah, it's so, so good. And it's so funny the way he's like, seeing Chris Farley caught in the mosh is is so good. And of course. Oh, and shout out to these kind of moments in movies because- you know, we didn't have YouTube as kids. Mm-hmm. We would have to hope that MTV plays a white zombie video if you want to catch some white zombie. So these little moments were a real treat. You know, yeah. it was like, holy shit, that's white zombie. Do you remember the thrill and the rush that you got when like like a white zombie video came on? Hell or, yeah. Or like one of your, like a when Green Day Basket, you don't like Green Day, oh, but like come on. But Green Day Basket <laughs> Case like video came on, like just your favorite video yes. because it was. I watched MTV, but I also watched The Box. Do you remember The Box? No. This was something where you would call in. I don't know if anybody out there, any VH snackers out there would remember it, but it was called The Box, and you could like call in and request. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was cool. It was like a, kind of a, an obscure music channel. But yeah, this scene is amazing. He runs into those like tough guys. Yeah. And then a whole improvise. Yeah. Yeah, that whole Matt scene. Matt to bring you boys in on a 148. <laughs> That's obstruction. <laughs> so good. Chris Farley is a hero. Oh, man. And yeah. um, I like how that runs in with the scene where Ian comes in after he finds the stash of all the easy listening that Rex shows him. Oh, yeah. Because this scene is like intertwined with that scene. Yeah, true. Yeah, and he comes in and he's like, what are these, Milo? And he's like, they're shorts, Ian. Pants with little legs. <laughs> he's like, come here. <laughs> the, this whole scene... And he calls him a sniveling putz. Yeah. Dude, it's so good. You don't even listen to music, Milo. What are you doing with a whole crate full of CDs? They're stocking stuffers, Ian. You know, I give them out at Christmas. So. It's the middle of July. <laughs> yeah. And then the f- when when Rex yells, fly! Yeah. <laughs> so good. So good. And so I love that scene. And quick shout out to Michael McKeon. Like, I know we hate his character, but he plays the pompous asshole so well in this. Right, and he's coming from this, you know, I automatically think that- Spinal it's, Tap. It's spinal Tap. You yeah. know, 10 years later, now he works in a- I th- ra- yeah. I think there's a- I read that there's a Spinal Tap poster in the radio station. There has to be. I couldn't spot it, but- There's tons of Easter eggs all over this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, there. that's cool. That's a cool connection. And then absolutely my favorite part of this movie- All right. Is when Rex is telling Pip, like, you can't be nice to these people, man. <laughs> You gotta like scare them. You can't be their friend. Yeah. And then he's like, he's like, get tough, Pip, get tough. He's like, I'm gonna stab your heads off. With what, Pip? With what? 
with my dick. <laughs> and it is the best part in that movie. Yeah. Especially one... afterwards when he's like, that kind of hurt my throat a little bit. Yeah, that that made my list as well. Yeah. All right, everybody, against the wall. I mean it. Get over there. Please. <laughs> thank right, you. Please. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and uh I mean and the end scene is awesome when they finally play and or don't play, you know. Right. Yeah, and they jump into the crowd. That's fun. I mean, yeah. you know, it's not like it's just it's just a cool, cool scene. But that's all my favorites from this one. Plenty more, I'm sure, uh, a little more quotables and things coming up. Yeah, I hope so. Um always like whenever our lists are are different. Yeah, like, those are all strong picks, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad you said those. Well, one made my made my list. So let's see. All right, so the Rex and Pip tough guy talk. By the way, Pip, great name. Yeah, I know a guy. I knew a guy named Pip. I think is it short for Philip? His his was short for Philippe. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I guess I could be a Pip. Yeah, you could. Yeah. You want me to start calling you Pip, dude? No. All right. <laughs> Just checking. Um, I gotta say, all the Rex and Pip talk in general, like yeah. their brotherly banter, yeah, is so hilarious to me. Like just the little moments where he's like, "Get in the truck, dingus." Yeah, I mean, I I honestly forgot they were brothers. Yeah, and because it's only like mentioned like twice. You know, like little bro, and then like uh, Chaz says, "You guys are brothers," and that's mm-hmm. really it, right? And they live yeah. together, but right. But those and are this was the first uh, Sandler Bushimi combo. They would go on to work together many times. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I They're both uh, New York guys. Maybe that's why. Makes sense. Yeah, the whole the scene where um, Rex is like, <laughs> he's like, you know, you don't even take this band serious. You just walk around the apartment all day in your fudgies. <laughs> he's like. Shut up! He's like, seriously, every time people come over, I gotta tell you to put pants on. Chaz, he's making this up! He's <laughs> <laughs> making this up! Yeah. You got a big mouth, man! That's See, that's the thing. He's so... See, Pip's kind of like <laughs> soft-spoken in this movie, yeah. right? But then he has his classic Sandler freakouts. Yeah. Yeah, which is really, really good. One other thing about... Um, before you go into more of your moments is when Pip goes outside, when they force him to go outside, yeah. it's, it's what's-his-name as the cop. Alan Covert, I believe. It's the camera guy, you know, that, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. in uh, the leading grandma's boy and all that. Yeah, yeah, I, we can never remember his name, but that's him, right? Like Alan something, yeah, that's yeah, him. Yeah. That's cool. Must have been one of his first roles as well. Probably, yeah. By the way, that scene, it's not on my list, but the the face-off between the cop and Pip. The robot dance. Oh my god, that <laughs> Dude, robot every walk. time. Yeah. I want to learn how to do that walk. Oh, you, oh, we're going to do it. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Just like bust it out in public at random times. Like every time we see a cop, we're just going to be like, oh, we should start doing that. <laughs> no cop's going to get that, but maybe they will. Hopefully. Uh, Yeah. One more quick moment between them when Rex is climbing the ladder and he's like, hey, Pip. And he flips him off real quick. Excellent. Yeah. Um, Got a shout out. Uh, Ian the Shark. Mr. Joe Mon. Montagna? Montagna. Montagna. He does great in this. He's awesome, dude. I love when uh, he's like, what's your name? Like, I'm Pip. The band. <laughs> the band name. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> he doesn't wear a helmet, does he? <laughs> yeah, he's so sharp and funny in this movie. I love Joe Montana in this movie. And, you know, he's done a lot of different things. So you can see he, like, puts a lot of chops in here because his comedic chops are outstanding. Oh, yeah. He's been an actor since, like, the 70s. Mm-hmm. His he's outstanding. credit list is just endless. Because he's he's funny, but he's also like a radio personality, which is, you know, kind of a skill. You know what I mean? So sure. not kind of, it is a skill. Mm-hmm. So he's using his acting skill and using the skill as a, a radio host, which is impressive. So uh, to kind of piggyback on the same sort of moment when he's like, well, you got to send out one of the hostages. Pip's like, I'll go. It's <laughs> 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 like, what are the hostages, idiot? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah it's really good uh runner-ups okay a great overlooked chris farley moment after the the gun goes off and everybody hits the deck outside yeah. the way chris farley stands up he like <laughs> just slings his upper body back super fast in yeah. like just the most chris farley way it, god it, he's so good at physical comedy he it really is so every great. time i see chris farley in something i 
laugh hysterically and I get a little bit sad. Yeah, I mean, I'm thankful for those though. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? Like that he has all that great work out there. And uh so many good cameos. Like yeah. the Wayne's World stuff. Yeah, like these minor characters that just like stick in your brain, you know? Like he only gets like three minutes of or four minutes of screen time, but he's there. Also, to speak more to Chris Farley, sure. When the crowd breaks free, when they start playing, when he's like, Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's so oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And also when the gun goes off, you hear him say, he's like, God help us. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the way he just like pops up in the movie. Ernie Hudson's talking to the one cop and then Chris Farley steps beside him. He's like, I understand the procedure, sir. <laughs> and Ernie Hudson's face is just like, why do I have to deal with you? Yeah. yeah, Ernie Hudson is great in this as well. Super strong performance. Totally by him as like the level-headed understandable cop guy mm-hmm. you know he does great yeah so. i mean he's a fantastic actor no doubt yeah does he get much work like these days i'm not really sure honestly yeah i, I can't recall seeing him in anything in a while yeah he should get more work ernie hudson rules yeah he does all right couple more runner-ups would pip ask yvonne he's like why don't black people like me <laughs> <laughs> And she's like, excuse me? <laughs> He's like, well, you know, I listen to a lot of rap music and, uh, you know, I feel bad, you know, for for everything you guys have gone through. <laughs> it just comes out of nowhere. Um, and he's like, well, he, and he's like, he's like, you know, when you like go into a store and like you just want to buy something and people look like you're going to rob the place. And she's like, I'm sorry, that's that's never happened to me. Has <laughs> that ever happened to you? And he's like, what? No. <laughs> He's like, yeah, but uh, uh, look at no. Jazz doing his thing out there. <laughs> look at Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, there's um, Marcus's character too. I think they they do handle like uh, they do approach racism, but I mean, it's it's kind of you know clumsy and ham fisted. But at least they're trying. You know what I mean to like address that a little bit. So I think it's cool. Yeah. Speaking of Marcus, uh, Rex is like, "Hey, just shut your pie hole. Do what you're told." Pie hole? What is that? Some kind of cracker slang? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean Marcus is great. He's oh, really great. funny. Like, cause he he only has a few lines, right? But um, he his physical comedy is really good. Too. Yeah, you can so. just see the scorn in his eyes. Yeah, I love that he lines. just hate him and Rex are just at each other's throats the whole movie. He also hates David Arquette's character, which we have to talk about at some point. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, when they're like describing what their music is like. Oh yeah, yeah. Dude. They're like, well, you know, it's it's not a uh, not funk slap, but uh, it's more of a more of a power slap <laughs> with an edge. Yeah, yeah. The specific moment when Rex has his feet kicked up on the table and he's talking to Susie, he's like, well, you know, it's more like power slap with an edge. But Chaz walks in and he's like, oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yo. Know, speaking of, there's another part where where Susie's like, I like your hair. And then, and like, you know, Rex has long hair, and then Pip's like, oh, yeah. And he doesn't have any hair. He's just like wearing a beanie. It's yeah. So yeah. There was like this little moment. Almost wondered, was there uh, some editing there? Was something cut out? Because Rex looks at her like, oh, you're talking to me. But then it's Pip. No, but she's talking to Pip. Yeah, but why but would she say, I like your hair? It doesn't make sense. He has a shaved head and he's wearing a beanie. That, that's why it doesn't make sense. That says Pip's cleaning service, and I really want one of those. Oh, dude. Yeah. That's a good idea. Somebody should make some of those. It's just a patch sewn onto like a beanie. I think but still, could... you know the, the graphic on the side of his van? Yeah. I would love that on a t-shirt. Yeah, definitely. That'd be super cool. What's it called? Like <clears throat> Pip's... Uh... Pip's pool cleaning? Pip's pool cleaning. Yeah, that's it. So speaking of pool cleaning, was it implied mm-hmm. that Pip was the one that hooked up with uh, the cop's wife? With Mace's wife? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that was Pip. Yeah, I mean, why else would they bring it up? And it also makes his vengeance, like, even hotter, right? Because he's like, pool cleaning gear. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter if it's Pip or not at this point. You know what I mean? I come home late one night, drop my underwear on the floor. The tiniest little skid mark. You would have thought I started World War Nine. <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, totally. I mean, that, that's totally a, a joke in there <clears throat> is that Pip, you know, boinked his wife. So <laughs> Boinked his wife. <laughs> There's so many funny words in this. Like yeah, like, I got a list after you're done your moments oh, that I want to share. thank God. I, I meant to write down a lot of them. Like, you know, dick smoke is one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. 
Um, any more lines? I think that is it. I think that's uh all my favorite moments. I mean, I have plenty more, but those were the the top ones. I think. Yeah, yeah, those are all good ones. I mean, you know, it's fantastic. So, um, this is a pretty good segue into this. You said there's a lot of cool words in this. Mm-hmm. There is an incredible array of insults right. in this movie. Let's hear. And them. I uh, took the the liberty of writing some of them down. Good. Okay. Um, Let's hear. So them. I'm just going to run them down here. And this isn't all of them, VH Snackers. This is just some of them. So we're going to start with... By the way, have you designated the listeners of the podcast VH Snackers? I just did. I like it. I, I have I, done I it, think yeah. you did it in the last episode, maybe one before that, but I like it. So yeah. shout well, out I mean, to the make, VH Snackers. Yeah, it makes sense, right? Feel free to snack along, by the way. If you make the snacks that we make, if you want to make your own, send us pictures. Yeah, send like, us the recipes involved. too. Like we're trying to we're trying to V8 snack all the time. Yeah. So if you have improvements and or alterations and or new stuff that you want us to try, please send it our way. Yeah. Get creative. Yeah, totally. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Good idea, Phil. Yeah, and by the way, hey, leave five stars. Leave a quick review if you if you appreciate the podcast. Is this you wearing your Love Burger shirt right now? This is me wearing the Love Burger <laughs> shirt. <laughs> hey man. Well, okay, I never always forget to say that, but it does help. Like, let's let's get some some ratings and reviews if you dig the podcast. Okay, commercial breakover. Okay. Go ahead, Josh, take it away. And we're back to and our regularly back. scheduled program, The Incredible Array of Insults this here in cool. Airheads. Okay. okay. Nutbag, wacko, scumbag, bozo, bozo deluxe, oh. which is delivered by David Arquette in a perfect fashion. Yeah. If you're going to smoke someone, pop Milo first. Little butt nugget. <laughs> butt nugget. <laughs> Where are you going, you little butt nugget? There's butt nugget. There's another one. Butt. Dick. Dick smoke. <laughs> Moron. Necklace goober. Loser. No dick loser. <laughs> Dingus. Doof. Low life. Little idiots. Meat spanker. Chunk style. Long haired butthole. Goon. <laughs> shaved ape. Numb nuts, dipshit, sick sack of swill, and my top three, chicken sucking bastard. Chicken sucking bastard. Sniveling putts, and my favorite of all time, I know you guys think I'm a real dick cheeseburger or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Calling someone a dick cheeseburger is... You oh, win, man. you win. But what an, like how many? And there's there's some that I didn't put in there, you know. And there's uh, quite a few more. So it's a it is quite the collection. You missed like one of the the best ones. What you look like half a butt puppet, half a butt puppet. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, there's way more. Hey, come on, we're all rock and rollers here. <laughs> yeah, you look like half a butt puppet. Oh man, so many good ones. But yeah, I had to run that down because it's it, it is impressive how yeah. many how many insults they use in this movie. Which makes you think. Um, do you feel like they were going for they wanted the PG thirteen rating, so they had to get creative with the insults? They call people assholes and dicks. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, uh, but I I think it's just. They wanted to be funny, and those a lot of those are funny, you know? They had a hard time getting a PG-13 rating for this. I can't believe they got a PG-13 rating for this, though. Yeah, because there was a lot of implied stuff, like, oh, you can't reference masturbation or, you know. Yeah, he does, though. Yeah. But he says, pull and pud. Pull so and it's pud. Like, which is a pretty yeah. obscure way to talk about masturbation, but... Also, there's the scene when Susie and Pip are banging on the couch, and he gets up, and he's pretty much naked, except for... You know, what does he have over his dick there? His beanie. Oh, is that what that is? It's his beanie. Like yeah. a tiny sombrero hat or something. <laughs> I was like, what is that? It's like so small. Pip. Pip is my man. <laughs> lo- I'm his hostage. Or yeah. She says. <laughs> I love yeah. his uh, puka shell necklace. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, they had a hard time getting a PG-13 rating for this. One of the members was supposed to have a neck tattoo, but they were like, can't have that. Which member? I don't know. I feel like like maybe Pip. It had because he has short hair. Yeah, because it couldn't have been either of the other two because you wouldn't be able to see it. But that's kind of crazy that in the early 90s, that was like, whoa, a neck tattoo. That's going to get you an R rating. Yeah, that doesn't seem... Wow. Yeah. How times have changed. Really? 
I have a question for you, Josh. Yeah. Well, this is more of an observation slash question, but <laughs> radio DJs aren't really a thing anymore. Are they not? Not really. Do you listen to radio? No, I really don't. I really I listen to to CDs, tapes, and Spotify. Yeah, exactly. So I remember though, like in the in the '90s, when you would call into a radio station, if you talked to the DJ, that was like, like whoa! I just talked to the the guy on the radio, man. That's like a a celebrity. Absolutely, the radio, the airwaves were were a big deal. You know, and I, mean, I think that's the whole premise of this movie, right? Is that if you can get on the radio, you have a chance to get signed and get famous. And it, it really was the gateway to to fame or recognition. And I think that's why that's the premise of this whole movie. That's all they yeah. wanted to do. They wanted a lousy three minutes and 31 seconds of airtime, you know? So, but to answer your question, I, I don't know. What was your question again? I don't know. Just kind of making observation. Like, did you ever, did you ever call into the radio? Did, I have tried. You, have I you tried. ever won anything off the radio? Uh, no, but a uh, band I was in at one point got played on the radio and it was awesome. Ooh. I was like 17 years old and uh, we got played on Y100, which was like the alternative station at the time, mm-hmm. you know, in the early 2000s. And um, that was like, I remember just being so stoked, like sitting in the back seat and like, they said our name on the radio. and What was the band name? The Lone Rangers? Yeah, it was the Lone Rangers. <laughs> no, it was called Losing Ground. Losing Ground, okay. Yeah, now it's out there. Everybody knows I'm going to be in this pop punk band. So. Oh, all right. Nah, people probably don't know. Can I add a Losing Ground song to the end of this episode Please to play us out? Please do not. What? Please do not. Why do. not? I don't care. Why? How did you get me into this? I don't know. What, what did you do? We're talking. Oh, man. What did, what did you play? Guitar. Okay. Yeah, this is like a pop punk band I was in when I was like uh, 15, 16, 17. Was it kind of like pop punk power slot? Yeah, it was more like pop punk with an edge. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, uh, radio stations, they just don't really matter as much these days. It's all like butt rock and the same classic rock songs you've heard a I million gotta, times. Like, I gotta be honest, fuck? I don't really listen to the I mean, I do listen yeah, to I the radio either. when I take long drives, actually. I'll put it on scan. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, just it'll flow through. And if I find something I like, then I'll, I'll stop it, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. The Lone Rangers. That's pretty good. You should get on the radio, man. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Your uh, your voice acting and all your voice performances are very good. So. Oh, thank you for recognizing my meaningless talent. It is not meaningless. Is there a way to like, I know you can do voice acting or voiceover stuff somehow. Is that a. That's the thing, right? Yeah. Okay. So but you gotta like work for it. Somebody holler at me if you want me to talk some shit. <laughs> I don't know. Blowjobs for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead and talk about this line. You've been you've said it like three times. It's a very uh, it's a minor line, but it's there. It's very subtle. Mm-hmm. But like when Milo comes in, and he's like, "And we're uh, changing formats and to the rain." listen to the mellow sounds of the rain on kppx and we're being forced to restaff and Susie like puts her head in her hand she's like oh those blowjobs for nothing yeah like it's real <laughs> subtle and i think i don't think i ever caught that line because i think they cut it probably on comedy central yeah you know what i mean so and i think david arquette says you put <laughs> yeah david arquette's character can we please come back to this absolutely he is awesome yeah he is he's like so goofy and that's a great look for david arquette okay like blonde the bleach blonde bleach blonde all spike by the way cool room oh yeah what does he do there i don't know does he live there maybe but he has that weird line where he's like what is she on the clydesdale scale i think the guy on the phone is like oh you know what's that he's like yeah how many clydesdales would it take to rip your face off before it's like i still don't understand that how many Clydesdales? Is that slang for beer? Like, how many beers would it take? I guess Clydesdales and Budweiser, and they are drinking Budweiser a lot in this movie. Oh, okay. I think that's what it's referencing, but what is he... But no, he says, how many Clydesdales would it take to rip her face off? Like, Does that mean how many... Is that a reference to, like, plastic surgery? I don't... I don't... We will never know. I really don't understand that joke, but it's still funny. Yeah. 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 Um yeah, shout out to David Arquette. This was uh oh my god. I know I brought this up to you. You got to pull this clip. Um it's it's 
under White Zombie Headbangers Ball compilation. It's like right. an hour long, but there is a 10 to 15, it's about 10 minutes long of footage from the premiere of this movie. And you see like David Arquette and uh, the guy, Jimmy Wing. Yeah. What's his, what's, what's who's the actor that plays that? Judd Nelson. Yeah, Judd Nelson. It's like him and David Arquette sitting at a table with uh, Kayla and they're just like shooting the shit and drinking beers. And you see Chris Farley introduce White Zombie. You told me about this. It sounds awesome. It's incredible. We're going to watch this after we record it. But hopefully, you know, one of us can can locate that footage and make it a little more accessible. Sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, Judd Nelson as the record executive. Jimmy Wing with the biggest suit I've ever seen in my life. That was the style then, dude. You yeah. know what really gets me? What's that? The soul patch. Oh, yeah. his facial hair. Yeah. Speaking of the uh, the record label, Palantine Records, you know when Chaz, the, at the very beginning of the movie, Chaz is sneaking into the record place, he gets off the elevator and there's like six kids wearing Dr. Seuss hats? Yeah, like four kids. Yeah. What was that about? That's a band. That's not a band. That's a band, dude. I think it's a field trip. No. Those kids are like 15. So what? What? what that's of- a band. Okay. That's a band and their and their producer walking in. He's like, if you want to pee yourself, just piss yourself. They love anarchy. And he's like, Well, what do you want us to say? He's like, Don't say anything. What do you want to ruin this? You know how much money I paid on these hats? Like paid oh for these God. hats. That's definitely like a rep that got uh that that's a band. I thought it was just a field trip for kids or a something. Field trip? Yes. For real? Remember field trips? I remember field trips. Of course, they were the shit. Do you remember that time we went to the meatpacking plant? And you threw up all in your book bag? <laughs> Bullcorn, remember? That's definitely a band. Okay. Yeah. Bullcorn? Is that their name? They are definitely called Bullcorn. Cool. With an exclamation point. Yeah. But yeah, Judd Nelson's character, he plays this perfectly. He's Super like, slimy. He's a media bomb going off. A great big media bomb. If the song's in English, it's a gold record alone. Yeah, I mean, there's not much of them in there, but it's cool to see them. Yeah. It's neat, yeah. There's so many, like, good stars in this movie. Like, you forget how many, like, famous actors are in this movie. Yeah. Um. Did you know who was supposed to be who they wanted for Kayla? No. It's kind of obvious because she looks nearly identical to her, but Christina Applegate. Oh, that would have been perfect, dude. Yeah. There's even a couple scenes where you see Kayla, and I'm like, that looks like Christina Applegate. Well, Christina Applegate was, I mean, she was the pro, like, perfect. Like, she was, you know, all married with children, and she had become at the height of of that, and she was a sex symbol, for sure. Yeah. And, um, you know, she had the, the look of, like, the 90s rocker babe. So, I mean, of course they wanted Christina Applegate. Do you know why they couldn't get her? I don't. No. I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wish I did, but um, that would have been awesome if she was in it. She would have been perfect. But yeah. Brandon Frazier and um, I forgot her name, lady that plays Kayla, they were love interest in School Ties. School Again. Tides? Or Ties? Ties? Okay. We'll say School Ties in 1992, but mm-hmm. they played opposite of each other. So it's pretty cool. Kind of a reunion for them. You don't see much of uh, our boy Brandon Frazier these days. No, he's kind of faded away, but man, he was popular. Oh, yeah, for sure. I just watched Blast from the Past recently. I it's never saw that. Really? How oh, man, was it? was awesome. Chaz from the Past? Chaz from the Past. Blast from the Past is really fun. I'm a fan of that movie. Yeah. And of course, everybody loves The Mummy. We're just on a Brendan, <laughs> we're on a Brendan Fraser kick now. Oh, man. But like, can we talk about like the comedic rapport of... of all of these dudes together. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, you know, like you said, Steve Buscemi and, and Adam Sandler have an incredible rapport here. And honestly, going back, like Brendan Fraser's performance, it leaves me like lukewarm for some reason. You know what? Out of the three, um, I buy him the least as this guy. I think he's got like the. He's the, okay. He's got the toughest role because he's got to play this fine line <laughs> between being egocentric a leader and also being quote unquote real. He's like, I am rock and roll, you know? And yeah, he's like the de facto leader, of course, but I don't know. Some, like, that's gotta be a hard part to play. Cause you have to be like arrogant, but confident, but also like likable, likable and yeah. understandable. 
and relatable. So also it, kind of a badass. Yeah, it's kind of tough. And I think that there's certain moments where he does really, really well. Um, well, a lot of the stuff is just, it's not written the best. Like, hey, let's write a scene with him showing off his barbed wire and gecko and Grim Reaper tattoo. It's like, Ugh. Oh, yeah. You say you think that's corny. I mean, I feel like yeah. that's, that's of the time, you and know. By the way, that Grim Reaper tattoo is not a Grim Reaper. I don't know what that's supposed to be, but it's, it looks like Mega Man or something. <laughs> I mean, He's like, yeah, I got this Grim Reaper because, like, death is on my back. You know, like, I gotta get this album made. Like, <laughs> I love he says, when I get more money, I'm gonna fill it in with color or put some chaps on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put some chaps on it or something. Chaps. Yeah. A Grim Reaper and Chaps. Yeah, it's pretty good. Well, you know what, Josh? Get a little hungry over here. Yeah, I'm not eat- gonna lie. It's, it's midday right now. Um, I didn't even eat breakfast for this because you really? said it, you kept saying you're not ready for this. So I want to make sure that I have an empty belly for this. All I had was well, I did have breakfast. I had a banana. So okay. Well, before I, I tell you what the snack is, there were a couple runner-up snacks. Oh so, yeah, let's hear about it. Yeah. So I thought about making uh, since it's kind of warm out. I wanted to make my own Rudolph Red Pecker Pops. What? <laughs> Rudolph Red Pep Red Pecker. <laughs> By the way, another great insult that you missed. No, does he use it as an insult, or does yeah, he say he's like uh, they'll do something faster than you can say Rudolph Red Pecker? Oh yeah, okay, okay. So I wanted to make like some Rudolph Red Pecker popsicles. Oh, that'd be cool. But that's not the one I picked. Okay, I was also gonna like just fill up a football helmet with cottage cheese and be like, here, eat this. Yo, can we say something about the football helmet with cottage cheese? Sure. So. I'm not much of a stickler for continuity, but man, this really got on my nerves. So like uh, Chris Farley is filling up the LA Raiders like helmet with cottage cheese in a blink and you miss it moment. Right. He's and you know, Ernie Hudson comes up and goes, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really, really funny. Yeah. But when, when they start bringing the stuff in, David Arquette grabs the helmet and there's no cottage cheese in it. Oh, really? And, and every time I'm like, man, there's no cottage cheese in that helmet. They could have had a funny little gag there where he's like trying to run with the helmet and maybe he drops it. It like spills out or something. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that's a missed opportunity. Yeah, but it always, for some reason, and like I said, I'm not a huge stickler for continuity, but it really bothers me that there's no cottage cheese in that helmet when they're carrying it in. Well, now I wish I had a football helmet full of cottage cheese for you. But Well, maybe we should just like make a sculpture where we buy an LA Raiders helmet and then fill it with cottage cheese or something and, you know, like. Or yeah. at least like one of the mini helmets. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like serve dip in, a, oh, in sweet. football helmets. Nice. Yeah. We'll do that sometime. Real cool. Just eat straight up cottage cheese. <laughs> yeah. I don't, you know, put some pineapple in it or something. Is that a thing? Yeah. They, they sell those little packs that are like cottage cheese and pineapple and really? like other fruits. Yeah. Why do they call it cottage cheese? Is it made in a cottage? Is it even cheese? <laughs> Okay. I have no idea. <laughs> All right. So, so yeah, your snack though, not okay, cottage cheese. Okay. Sorry. So those were my runner ups, but I went with, so when they're describing what their music sounds like, they're like, well, you know, we're kind of a power slop. And we were laughing because like, I've never heard that term used before to describe music. Have you? I don't think yeah, so. Man. Power slop? No. Okay. So we were like, well, power slop sounds like a food. It does. Like, hey, go get you some power slop. Yeah. So. You can hear my stomach growling. Right yeah, now. I did. I did. Um, so I'm making a since it's nice and hot out late June, I decided to cook you a nice three bean impossible meat chili. Nice. Yes. And we are gonna scoop some of that out and lay it on a bed of mashed potatoes. This is true power slop. Yeah, because the the p- potatoes give you the power. That's where yeah. the power slop comes in. Totally. Yeah. Love it. I can't wait. Yeah. I'm very excited. And there's a little, there's a little extra. Oh, boy. Little, little. Are you going to put cottage cheese on it? Well, you'll find out. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm very excited. We'll just have to, uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Okie dokie. All right. Well, uh, what, what clip would you like for me to play for the good people? For the VH Snackers? Do you have Wh- one? Which clip? Yeah. Absolutely the tough guy scene. Okay. Yeah, you, you got to do the tough guy scene. All right. I'm going to play that, and we're going to go eat some Power Slop, and uh, we'll be right back. Oh, man, look, let me tell you something. Don't be chit-chatting with these people, man. They're not your buddies. They're your hostages. I was just trying to be nice. 
Yeah, I know, but then every time you tell somebody to get on the floor or be quiet, they're gonna they're gonna be like, oh, even me, Pip? I thought we had something going. You know, you gotta scare these people. Mm -hmm. Practice, practice, just try, try. I just feel a little goofy, you know, trying Why? to be a badass with a water pistol. They don't know it's a water pistol. They think it's real, right? Come on, now show me what you got. Come on. Okay, get over there, please. Thank you. What are you, a crack baby? Give me that. I got it. I give me, give right, me. All right. I'll show you. All right. All right. Hey, you! You shut your mouth, you chicken-sucking bastard! I'll stab your eyeballs out and piss all over your brain! It's gonna be a slaughterhouse in here! Dead bodies flying through the air like freaking ragdolls on fire! Okay, okay, you all right, thank you. All right, against the wall! Come on, tough, tough! Seriously, move it! I'm not scared, to come on! I'm gonna stab your heads off! With what, with what? With my dick! Yeah! yeah! And blood's gonna come out of your head! There's nothing you can do about it! Cause I'm a madman! <laughs> That's good. That's it kinda sad. hurt my throat. We are back! Man, that was, uh... What'd you think about that? It was Ew, a full Josh. experience, dude. Like, I mean, the, the way you did it, like, so... Uh, you put it on your spook house Instagram so people can see it, right? Yeah, if you wanna see what we just did go to the spook house instagram it's on my feed uh but dude the level of detail here is insano um captain insano captain insano uh it's it. so the food itself was outstanding like this is this is a delicious meal you know it's bigger than a vh snack at this point a bed of mashed potatoes with some chili on top chili was outstanding great flavor mashed potatoes awesome but the real cherry on the top mm. is when you bust it out the plastic machine gun and shot hot sauce yes. into into the the power slop. Do you know how hard it has been to not send you a picture of this and be like, dude, this thing shoots hot sauce. Look it was this. totally worth the wait and it blew me away. Oh, man. I was blown away and I think it, it tasted great. It was it was a real show and I really appreciate it, dude. Well, it was it was. A privilege um so yeah i had to order a water gun but of course they don't make solid black water guns because no, they, they look too real right it had like the red tip and everything it was see-through green plastic didn't look intimidating at all mm -hmm. but i spray painted it matte black yeah just painted the whole thing and uh it looks like a real gun it definitely looks real yeah like if you walked in you know, out in public with that thing like you'd be in trouble i would probably be shot so i definitely can't drive around with it or anything but no, no no i think i'm just gonna leave the hot sauce in it because it's a it's a good vehicle to slather some hot sauce on your food yeah if you get some guests in the house and you're like hey do you have any hot sauce for these tacos and you're like well i do by the way that gun fires the hot sauce like 10 to 15 feet away so yeah and it actually almost got in my eye i thought that it did like i wasn't <laughs> joking at first because you're gonna see me like you know kind of you're like, oh, got my eye, and I thought it did. What if somebody breaks into my house, and that's the first thing I reach for, and that's what like saves my life? It's hot sauce in the eyes. Well, I mean, it's it makes sense to me. That would be, uh, I mean, amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know, dude. You know, pepper sauce in the eyes is not fun. Yeah. What kind of hot sauce was it, by the way? Frank's hot sauce. Oh, Frank's. Just your standard original recipe. It's yeah. good stuff. I put that shit on everything. That's what they say. Yeah. yeah. It's it's irresistible to say that tagline. Great job, Franks. Yeah. Good job, Franks. Yeah. Um, it goes great with chili, putting a little bit of hot sauce on it. Also mixing it in with a little bit of your mashed potatoes. Yeah. And you put ch corn in your chili, which mm -hmm. is something that I'm not accustomed to, but oh. apparently some people do it and I, I do like it. Yeah. Yeah. I was skeptical when I first heard about it. Okay. But after tasting it. You know what I usually do that I... I ran out of this little ingredient, but I usually put about a teaspoon of cinnamon in my chili. No. Oh. It gives it a little, little something extra. Mm. It's not overbearing at all. It's like you eat it and you're like, is that a little bit of cinnamon? Oh. It tastes really good. Excellent job. A little bit of I cinnamon. would have to say it is my favorite snack thus far with the flavor profile, the name, and the execution of it. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you. 10 out of 10. Uh, I mean, we'll it was, I felt like I was cheating a little bit because it was it was just right there. Like when I was watching the movie, I was like, I have to use a, a machine gun that shoots hot sauce. I have to. 
I mean, that's not cheating. That's just genius. I mean, you have uh, you have taken the world that they've created mm-hmm. and put it as an ingredient in this snack, yeah. this VH snack. I encourage uh, listeners to try it. Try their own. You know. Yeah, get your own uh, plastic machine gun, paint it black, and shoot some hot sauce at your friends. There you go. That sounds awesome. <laughs> but make sure that you give them a bowl of chili with on a bed of mashed potatoes first. Yes. Yeah, because it's awesome. Well, Josh, um, you know, is that a is that a, a trophy I see over there by your feet? Yeah, is that, that is a golden a, machine gun. That's a golden machine gun that we're <laughs> going to be giving out pretty soon because it's time for VH Snack and MVPs. MVPs. I have to say, this was the most difficult film to pick an MVP for. There's a lot of good ones. I mean, there are so many different outstanding actors in this film, and they all bring their own flavor to it and they're in their own performances. Mm-hmm. Man. So I'm going to tell you, Joe Montana was up there. Yeah, he's really good. Um, he is awesome as the shark. I thought he was he was super cool. And like, because I always keep it relative to how much screen time they have and like how much impact, mm-hmm. right? So he was up there. Michael Richards also was up there because he's hilarious in yeah. this movie. We don't really didn't really talk about how funny he is. All his physical comedy. I mean, he falls out of the out of the. Uh, out of the ceiling and yeah in his conversations and like his body language and i didn't realize how beat up he is at the end of it because he catches himself on fire and like his face is all bloody and like yeah it's very diehard-esque yeah and uh he does a wonderful job so shout out to him and you know he's kind of an understated character in the film but he's really funny do you know the connection to diehard so this radio station you can see the diehard building in this movie it shares a parking lot the Rebel Radio shares a parking lot with that building. So you can see it a few times in the movie. And he's in the ducks and he has the lighter. Yeah. Wow. wow. There you go. Fun little fact. That is a fun fact. Yeah. I love that. I really wanted to choose Steve Buscemi because he's so funny in this movie. And yeah, I think it's one of my favorite characters he's ever done because it's not super goofy or it's not like, you know, kind of odd, you know, like how he usually does. He's yeah. like a real ass person in this. And yeah. He's got some great lines. Yeah. Want to try getting physical with me? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, he's the reason that they're in this pickle, right? Because he's like, I'm what? Hollywood trash? Yeah. And he's like, (laughs) yeah. So he pulls out the gun. But I have to, have to, have to give it to Adam Sandler in this movie because he is, he's amazing. Like everything he does is funny. I don't think one single thing, whether it's emotion or, or an, uh, a line or anything that he does is just laugh out loud funny in this movie. So. I wish I had gotten some footage of us trying the robot walk just now. <laughs> yeah. It's actually a lot trickier than you think because he's moving his legs, his arms, his head side to side, and his mouth. I mean, he's, uh, yeah, his his version of the robot is dank, dude. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. that scene is hilarious. So you're giving it to Adam Sandler? Absolutely. I think that he is the the most valuable player in in this movie and absolutely the funniest and he really brings it all together. And shout out to Chris Farley cuz Farley's oh, the man. Yeah. You know, I mean like it, it he's forever MVP so. But yeah, I would go with Adam Sandler. Here's a funny what if? What if they had four members and one member was Chris Farley? Don't tease me. Come on. Come on, man. Come That's on. a dream come true. That That's a dream been... come true. Dude. <laughs> Chris Farley's like the, I don't know, second guitar second player, second guitarist or something. Yeah, I mean that would be outstanding. It just it would get too crowded in the booth. I think. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he's like a tornado. So you kind of mentioned that you weren't crazy about Brendan Fraser. It's not bad by any means, but Mm-mm. one could say he's replaceable in a way. Who would you? Is there like a mid nineties guy that you could see? Pulling off that role, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but... A mid-90s guy to replace Brendan Fraser. I don't think there was anybody hotter than Brendan Fraser at this point. You know what I mean? I think that he was the, he was the one to do it. I think he was the right person for this role. But I just yeah. don't know if his performance was... Uh, I don't know how much of his writing, though. Yeah, I mean, it I might be. I mean, he's, he's a good actor, like, don't yeah. get me wrong. But um, I'm trying to think of somebody else. Let's see. Matthew Lillard. That'd be a good one. <laughs> I like that one. I think Matthew Lillard would be great. He may have been a little too young at the time, though. Yeah, and but he's wild, right? He like the way he is, like he would be totally. He would be way more animated than Brendan Fraser is, because Brendan Fraser is like the, like he's cool, 
you know, like he he's got it together, like and, and then he doesn't, you know what I mean? So but yeah. Matthew Lillard is like he's he's kind of a wild card, you know what I mean? And like all of his characters yeah. that I remember him, he's always got this like spastic kind of comedy to him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but that was a good choice. I think uh, he's a good call. Well, um, I will give my golden machine gun that shoots hot sauce to. I gotta go, Steve. Uh, Steve Buscemi. Yes, I I'm mean, so happy you said this. I laughed more at his lines, just the way he delivers them. And yeah. can we talk about the fact that it's so obvious he's based off of Rex Brown from Pantera because so they look obvious. identical. Same haircut, same shirt, same same facial his hair. His name is Rex. Yeah. There's no way that's a coincidence. I, it has to be Rex from Pantera. Yeah. Which isn't a bad thing by any means. No way. I mean, he's the, probably the most underrated piece of Van- Pantera. Honestly. One could say. Everybody else gets like mad, mad props and then like. Gotta have that rhythm section, baby. And he plays good bass lines. Like, they're good. Hey, if they're so they're so hot, how come they're not tearing up the charts, babe? Because you never play them, babe. <laughs> you, you suck. suck. <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines by him. Even though it's just you suck, it's yeah. the way he says it, the way he delivers it, and then swigs the beer afterwards. Yeah, it's just so natural and perfect, and love that. So yeah, I mean, it's got to go to Steve Buscemi. I've we've said many lines. I'm sure there's some really good ones that I'm missing. Do you do you have any favorite lines from him? Big or small? Um, I think we've said most of yeah, them. Yeah, we, we went through a lot of them. I mean, you know, I feel like all of his lines are great. He's yeah. like, I'm going to clip us some C's. What? <laughs> He's going to clip us some C's. Like, I think he means I'm going to steal some CDs. Oh, <laughs> clip yeah. us some I didn't catch yeah, that. He's like, he's like, I'm going to clip us some C's. There's like $5,000 worth of backstage passes. <laughs> yeah, I didn't catch that one. Um, you know, and it's, he's awesome in this movie. I mean, they're all like, they're. This whole movie just rules, dude. It does, and I think it's it's so fun to revisit it, and 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 it really did. Like I said at the beginning, it reminded me that this movie is like fucking hilarious. Like it really, it is. really is through the whole way through. You know what I mean? And like I said, it's crawled its way back up into my top five comedies of all time, top which is five. saying That's, a lot. That really is. And I, <clears throat> because from start to finish, and also I realized that this was a perfect choice for VH snacking because it this movie really does comfort me. Like it really helps me escape, and I felt like I'm in that world, mm. and I feel like safe in a way. I don't know <laughs> right. how else to explain it. You know what I mean? And you just feel good, and yeah. um, it's just there's certain movies like the, a lot of the, all the movies we've done here, you know, on VH Snacking that just puts you in this in this mindset or this place. And it, I just realized I hadn't watched Airheads in a long time, and rewatching it, I, I was. You know, there were some clunky parts, you know, because it's aged badly in some parts. You know what I mean? Just like... Such as? I don't know. Just the, you know, like the insults they use and like some of the way that... Oh, I love those. <laughs> no, wait, no, like some of the ones aren't any... You can't say anymore. Sure. You sure. know what I mean? That's all I'm saying is like, you know, this is 1994. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's almost 30 years... What did you 30 years ago? 30. It's coming up on 30. Yeah. I mean, so there's that. But I mean, again... What do you think about the song? Oh, yeah. So that's a Reagan youth song, right? Yeah. Um, and then they got paid for it. Like they, they got a big payday because they. What do you think about it? Okay. I, li- I liked it when I was 10, 11. Yeah, it's okay. Revisiting it now, it, it's just the Airhead song. Like it's, right. it's hard to remove it from that context. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's why they had to pay Reagan youth, you know, uh, a cool million dollars. Especially when you hear Brendan Fraser singing it. It is Brendan Fraser singing it. Also, we have to talk about, and this this is to your point. Rex air humping? Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. Yeah. And I mean. The two inmates just staring at him. like Yeah, the two inmates just staring at him. And Adam Sandler's just like, Rex, what are you doing, man? <laughs> and just like pauses himself. Also, I wanted to say this. One of them, probably the most famous line in this movie. I don't oh, know. yeah. Yeah. I ain't farting on a snare drum. I ain't farting on a snare drum. <laughs> so it's even funnier when you rewatch it because I forgot that when he says that line, he has like the Lone Rangers mask yeah. on. He's like looking over his drums and it's just Adam Sandler in like the Lone Ranger mask. And he's like, I ain't farting on a snare drum. <laughs> and it is just, it's so good. Yeah. I think that line just like sealed the deal as your MVP. Like he just, I think that's one of his last lines. Rex, what are you doing? But yeah, everything Adam Sandler does in this movie is great. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And he is, 
the coolest dude in the band. I mean, like, because Brendan Fraser is like trying a little too hard to be cool. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Steve Buscemi is like solid, but like also like there's some problems. He's a little too aggro and things like that. A little on edge. Yeah. You don't want to go out on, you don't want to have a night out on the town with that guy. Something no. bad's going to happen. He has too many shots of whiskey and all of a sudden yeah. he's like, you, you know. want to try getting physical with me? You want to try getting physical with me? And uh, by the way, Steve Buscemi is like kind of ripped in this movie. When he's like mu- muscling and oh, stuff, like he's got some pretty big, big, big steps, man. He's got some guns. Definitely uh, a bit shredded there, for but sure. <laughs> Adam Sandler is is very like he's a nice guy, and I, I think that's cool. I think that he can still be in a rock and roll band, and, and like you know, I don't know. I just love his character, and I think he nails it. So yeah, yeah. Pip, what are you thinking about? Swimming pools, just floating around in it like a big egg. <laughs> <laughs> Now you just float around in it like an egg. <laughs> well, yeah, speaking of the song, um, were there any standout songs on the soundtrack? I got to say, it's kind of a eclectic mix on the soundtrack. A little mm-hmm. all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, but good. You know, of course, you got the White Zombie song. I mean, the White Zombie song rips. Yeah. Um, I like I the Ramones. Primus is up there. The Primus song is awesome. I like the Ramones song on it. And um, I think it's candlebox i like that song candlebox is on it whatever song is on when he when brendan fraser is like having like a a thoughtful moment and he's like shooting he shoots the hot sauce onto his burrito oh yeah yeah that sat unsatisfied Mm -hmm. whatever that song is i like that song too yeah and uh i like the clips that they use from the songs right because i i did check out some of the songs in entirety, in their entirety, uh-huh. you know, today driving over here, and the clips they use from the songs are like the best parts of the songs. Yeah, good soundtrack. It's Better listed. Movie. It's listed as a comedy musical. What? So I mean, you know, doesn't make perfect sense, but I get it. It's technically kind of a heist movie. It is kind of a heist it's movie. Dog Day Afternoon, essentially. Yeah, and uh, well, it's definitely a comedy, my friend, and one of the best of the nineties. Yeah. So, so thrilled that we could do Airheads and have this amazing VH snack where you shot hot sauce from a plastic gun. I'm going <laughs> to shoot something into your eyes in a second. No, please don't. <laughs> oh, my eyes. Oh, my eyes. Some Hollywood Boulevard trash comes shimming at the rain pipe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's another good line. Yeah, I mean, he's. they're all, you know. Yeah. I mean, well, Steve Buscemi and Adam Sandler are fucking hilarious. Yes, yeah, they're the... They they carry the movie. I think. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Well, Josh, any other any other thoughts you want to get out there? I think uh, I've said my piece. If you've never seen it, you must see this movie. Yeah, you really should. Before you die, watch Airheads. Please. Definitely. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> hopefully, as you're listening here, you're like, man, I really need to watch Airheads again, and you really do because it it just it feels wonderful. The movie's hilarious. And, it's hard um, to track down, but worth the hunt. I yeah, it is worth the hunt, and it's it's satisfying to to watch it. I had to watch it by adding a Cinemax subscription, a seven day free trial to my Amazon Prime account. It was the only way I could find a decent copy of it. So, wild, yeah, wild, yeah. I mean, you there is a quote unquote bootleg version of it on YouTube that has oh, it's yeah. like a screen within a screen, yeah, and don't the, do that, and then the. Um, I mean, if you have to, I, mean, I don't know. Sure, man. if you got to. You know, some people can't can't buy Cinemax. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I can't either. That's why I'm going to cancel it <laughs> as soon as I'm done with this. Thank you for reminding me. Yes. But um, no, it is hard to track down. It's funny. Yeah. About ready for a little bit more power slop? Yeah. Power through your day? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think we're going to go eat a little bit for lunch. Um, yeah. Sounds good to me, buddy. Yeah. Well, this was fun. I'm glad we talked about this one. Yeah, this one's amazing. This movie's awesome, dude. It's your pick next week, sir. What do you got for us, Josh? What's going to be the pick? I want to do SLC Punk. All right. Yes. Well, we're we're keeping up with the, the theme of rock and roll or punk, if you will. Yeah. I mean, this is a movie that I watched. I watched that movie like religiously. It was like I'd watch this movie on tape with my friend Dave and then we'd go to the mall and then we would come back and just watch SLC Punk on tape again. It's a good movie. Can't wait to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I'm ready to revisit it, so I've, it's been years and years. Yeah. Might have to get uh, creative with the snack. Oh, I'll figure it out, dude. Okay. Don't worry about it. 
You know, I'm I'm all about the VH snacking. Well, hey, if you ever need um some hot sauce on your snack, I do have a gun full of it. If you want to shoot some on it, sounds great. I feel like we're gonna get a lot of mileage out of that thing. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you've just invented your new hot sauce dispenser. Very no, cool. I love it. <laughs> all right, VH snackers, we will catch you later, and thanks for listening. <laughs>